Um, I think the lack of satisfaction of always doing the same thing to please people, mm-hmm. like you're sort of um, getting really good in a sort of survival strategy okay. to please other people. And me as a person, I, I consider myself a good connector. Mm-hmm. Um, most of the time I'm somewhere in, in, a, in a relationship between people and I connect people. That's what I do all the time. But when connecting becomes too much of um, a mental thing, it's yeah. not genuine anymore. Yeah. And then it becomes something out there that's, yeah, that's not really true to my core virtue anymore. And, yeah. and, and that, that's something I discovered that at a so, certain moment, I was so tired of connecting people mm-hmm. and not getting the flow that I wanted, not yeah. getting into flow. Like everything is hard. Uh, it is also this really interesting conviction that if it hurts, then it's worth it. So you have to mm-hmm. feel pain <laughs> to make it worth it. Hello, Tom. How are you? Hello, Peter. Doing fine. Thank you. These are <laughs> special, very special times. Surely are. Yeah. So, of course, my first question is, what is the impact of Corona on the things you're doing with your organization? Well, honestly speaking, this is, uh, I think this is not new to a lot of companies, but uh, it's like a, we've been through a transformation in 2019. I can elaborate on that, but um, this year, of course, there's a totally different challenge that forces us to uh, to slow down. And um, th- there's this, uh, I don't know how to say this, but on the one side, I really enjoy it because I cannot start telling tales or something or make up stories. It is what it is. And either you fight it and you go against it and you get really... Uh, maybe anxious or, or or mad or anything, or you just uh, accept, try to breathe again, yeah, because it's the lungs that are challenged nowadays. So why not just get some air and, and slow down and and make sure that and that's that's the the learning I get, and I think a lot of people around me um, is not trying to make up what you want to be. Yeah. Uh, but to really listen to that inner voice that tells you what is the what is the path you need to go. Yeah, you need to go really. So, and do you what do you believe that the world would look after Corona? Huh. Oh, that's <laughs> that's a major question. I know. First, I'm really curious about what the entire climate thing will do because I'm, I'm really curious about the stats within a couple of months. So, okay. and, and what is going to happen? Are we, are we willing to go back to the way it was? I don't think so. If this is business as unusual, maybe it becomes the new normal. So the unusual becomes the normal. So it's a total chaos, but I, I truly think that, uh, if I have meetings now, for instance, business meetings that um, I'm, I'm in, I'm really into the living room of, of people, mm-hmm. children walking around, people coping with the same things. They cannot make up stories or brag about 
how, how good they are, whatever. You see the world how it really is, and, and I think it's a beautiful thing. So the, the, the shields are going away, the masks are falling off. Yes, exactly. And, and the touch with nature is just amazing, I think. Um, yeah, because being locked up, there's, for me, there's one place to go about, I think a five minute walk down here is, is a park. I think I spend there like two hours a day. Um, yeah, it's, 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 uh, it's a totally different perspective. And, and you're talking about walking in, in nature. I mean, um, I had Jan Bomre also in, uh, as a guest a couple of uh, episodes ago. Yes. And he actually yeah, spoke about the fact that if you want to be receptive for new ideas, the best thing you can do is to become quiet and actually walk around in, into nature. And there, suddenly you will find um, ideas. For instance, um, what's his name? Baptiste Pape, who was the writer of uh, uh, The Power of the Heart. He is actually a, law a lawyer from Antwerp. Um, and he, um, he was walking into nature and then suddenly something told him you should write a book and uh, create a movie about the heart and he was like okay and he did it <laughs> is this also something that resonates with you walking into nature that I wouldn't say it changes you but yeah. there's, ideas are sparkling or, or, or the way you look at things change where you may be stuck at home look at a certain challenge and you say, I don't know the solution for this. That's maybe after walk in the, in the, in the park, it changes yeah. your view on things. Yeah, surely does. Uh, we, we, we are nature. So, I mean, the, it's like coming home. And, and I think the entire thing about the um, slowing down, there's a lot of, uh, let's say, um, Dirk Ulibrand, one of my teachers, calls it like the, um, like like the the the, the spirituality uh, the spirituality of the wellness the wellness spirituality that we do a lot of stuff to 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 slow down, but a lot of is still you know like centered in the in the yeah. in the head in the heart, but like the divine touch with the with the stomach and, and the grounding you get when you're in nature, mm -hmm. and being aligned. I mean, I get this nowhere but in nature. Mm. And I consider myself just like a, a student because I used to be very mental, mental and I'm, I still am. So, um, but this is really something that helps me out a lot because... I find it you know, very interesting. And I think um, we share this yeah, similarity because when, and I believe it's the same for you, uh, you are, I would call, a left-brainer, so thinking a lot uh, with your brains. Um, what was actually in the past a uh, situation that triggered you to, to flip that? And to, because thinking from the brains is really a limited way of, of living when you discover that you can use your body and your heart and tapping into that power uh, or intelligence. I mean, that's, that's huge. And for a lot of male, especially in the, in the world we are living in, um it's quite uncommon to talk about this and so what what events triggered you to open up or change your view on that um i think the lack of satisfaction of always doing the same thing to please people mm -hmm. 
like a sort of um, getting really good in a sort of survival strategy okay. to please other people. And me as a person, I, I consider myself a good connector. Mm-hmm. Um, most of the time I'm somewhere in, in, a, in a relationship between people and I connect people. That's what I do all the time. But when connecting becomes too much of um, a mental thing, it's yeah. not genuine anymore. Yeah. And then it becomes something out there that's, yeah, that's not really true to my core virtue anymore. And, yeah. and, and that, that's something I discovered that at a so, certain moment, I was so tired of connecting people mm-hmm. and not getting the flow that I wanted, not yeah. getting into flow. Like everything is hard. It is also this really interesting conviction that if it hurts, then it's worth it. So you have to mm-hmm. feel pain to make it worth it. And at a certain point, it's just like, uh, it was over. I mean, I have a a really um, big medical history. Mm -hmm. Um, Although I've played basketball at at a decent level for 27 years. I think if uh, people would look at my medical record, they would, uh, (laughs) they would be astonished really. And then I knew this is, this is nothing, um, this has nothing to do with cultivating something good. This is mm-hmm. uh, uh, this is running away from something that you actually already know. And yeah. the first encounter that I really had with, and that was with nature, was the. Um, there's a, a, a coach that, that's really one of also one of my teachers. She, her name is uh, Ariane Verrijke, mm-hmm. and uh, she took me on a solo trip to uh, Switzerland, mm-hmm. and. There, I uh, I just unleashed my demons <laughs> somewhere in the in the mountains, and uh, it's like I I was a free person when I came back. Like my, my voice used to be in my throat, yeah. but when I came back, it was in my stomach. So I had this really low, very white voice, and people uh, were okay. This guy is. Yeah, he's in the right spot right now. So that's that's my first really, yeah. So with the trip with Ariane, that was really, really about spending four days on your own with no food and drinks, sitting yeah. alone on the top of a mountain, on the top. Something like that, eh? Uh, yeah, it, 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 it is at a decent level. It's 1,700 meters that you're in the, in the mountains, but I needed to be close to the river. Okay. Because I needed to, the flow of the water. And it... it it made a lot of noise, but I needed it. So that's where I was. All the other people were down in the mountains below the trees. But exactly, it was the... I, it's, I can really uh, uh, recommend it to a lot of people. When, when um, we, we, You cannot just fly away or... or um, for example, you have, you have sorrows. Yeah, you open a bottle of wine. Or you feel um, a little tired and you drink a Coke. Or whatever kind of things that you use to avoid running away of the pain. Yes. And there, um, the, the, the power of an empty stomach and only having water brings a clarity. I cannot, I cannot express. It's amazing. And you broke down? No. The first day I was a little grumpy. The second day I was mad at everyone. And the third, the third day there was this inner peace and I didn't feel like I had to do 
I needed to go that way or like, for example, go somewhere, the need of I need to go there and back within a certain time frame, it was gone. Mm -hmm. And that was like a release of the, uh, the daily rat race or something. Yeah. Yeah. So I came back and it was at my, at my pace. So, and I mean, you have been, and uh, you've been CEO of your own company. First, it was called Velocitas. You started in 2006 uh, about business development. Did that experience with Iriane in the mountains then also triggered you to transform your organization? Yes, it surely did. Um, there was the, I think it was a phase when um, the founder, it is still my partner, um, and I had, had our own uh, pot. And at a certain point, I, I decided this is my passion. This is what I want to do. And that's where quite naturally there came a switch of activities and, and actions we took. And, and, and that's, that's a beautiful part about it because uh, my partner knew it was genuine. He also left a certain space for me mm -hmm. to, uh, to do this. So I'm, I'm grateful for that. Um, so yeah, it surely. And what was the, what was then the expression of your passion? Can you describe that? What does it then mean? Was it well, on the focus of pure business development, which sounds like a very, yeah, hard way of yeah dealing with business to more softer way, or how do how can I describe it? Well, the 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 successes we had back in the days were mainly based on the fact that companies who were looking for more customers yeah. came to us and they made, they made us do the same things uh, why these companies did, did not manage to, to get more customers. Yeah. I'm not talking for every customer, but that was the, mm -hmm. uh, it was most of them. Yeah, yeah. We had a lot of fire and a lot of passion and we wanted to do things right with a lot of young people. But at a certain point, we, we knew this is, this is no longer our path. We were, we're doing something. We're cultivating our culture. Our, our DNA is about magic connection. So that's mm -hmm. our purpose. Um, that means that, that um, it did no longer fit that we were working for someone uh, who was not present in a meeting. We wanted to work for someone who was present, who knew what he wanted, and then we would help him out and, and, and be so, um, so grounded and so around and do things from the right place. Mm -hmm. Back in the days, it was more like a, a really, a, a, let's say a masculine thing, like yeah. boosting the business. But that's, maybe that's another lesson of Corona. What does that mean, boosting the business? Yeah. We, we talk about natural growth nowadays. Yeah, that's true. So, so natural growth to us, that's maybe we can help you find the business that was meant for you. Yeah. But one of the challenges is that you as a person are not just looking for um, uh, new successes, but are looking for your deeper longing yeah. and the value you create for your market. And if we can yeah. make this balance right, then maybe we can contribute in a small way to a, a bigger collective consciousness. Yeah. That's basically the, the thing. Now, yeah. isn't it also linked to the fact that, I mean, boosting your business, I don't like that um, expression either. 
because it sounds really about getting short-term results by blowing up everything and everyone, especially your people. Whereas you are mentioning it, it's more like running a marathon. Um, and like Simon Sinek is saying, it's um, running or having an infinite game and looking at really on the long term and having indeed that natural growth, which is meant for you. Um, Sorry, what, can you rephrase your question? Because that wasn't a question. I was just that was just another another view on um, on the fact that you um, on the, on the fact that I can imagine that a lot of companies are going to ask you, "Hey, Tom, boost my business," and you're going to answer it. Uh, this is the natural growth. You should think long term. You should think playing the infinite game instead of focusing on some short-term shareholder, shareholder value creation. And I think that's the biggest shift. And those, I believe, are the companies who are going to thrive immensely. Yes. Yes, I, I, I totally agree. I totally agree. I, so I, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. There, there's so much uh, choice in the world and it's so accessible to online and internet and every time someone wants to do something that already exists and does it from a, an opportunistic perspective, mm -hmm. then, then we challenge this, of course, because we all have these models, this business acumen of, of how do you create a, a business model? What are appropriate scenarios for a strategy? But it, it doesn't mean a thing if you don't get the person that is the, 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 the founder of the, the entire initiative, mm -hmm. if that is not sound and, and solid. i give you an example. I, I had someone who I knew was fond of being connected with people. And the person is actually developing a software hoping to, um, to deploy a, a SaaS model. Mm -hmm. And on the one hand, you see the success of a potential SaaS uh, growth. And on the other hand, you see the um, really the longing of being with people, helping people, mm -hmm. and being like in a human-to-human -human communication, as we call it. In, 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 and it's like, an, sometimes it looks like an inner conflict, like what, what do you choose? What, what do you really want? Because, okay, maybe there's a path to success, but if the passion does not come from your, from your core, then... Then maybe you should talk about find success. Yeah, maybe you should redefine, exactly redefine success. What is success anyway? That's a very good question. <laughs> and it's, it's something that popular media and, and it's, it's conditioning. Eh? It's something we believe that a eh, lot of money, a big title, big car, a lot of materialistic things, um, a lot of people working for you, having growth every year 30% plus. Yeah, but is that really what it's all about? <laughs> and um... and and I think yeah, these Corona times are going to challenge a lot of people, and especially people or organizations who are taking up the victim role. Yeah, yeah, but that's for me not the lesson of Corona. I think 
you can playing the victim role is the same as running away from it, denying it, putting your head into the ground. Mm -hmm. And it's now now the real leaders will stand up and show be shown. Yeah, because they have to make hard decisions and also be creative. And this is now the the time. Yeah, that that's something I I I really find is interesting because. if you are starting to be creative, you can um, uh, start to build up the new cards house, you know, um, mm-hmm. make something. It, the, the lessons I get for me personally, I'm not going to speak for other people, but the lessons I get is that if I don't stay very close to myself, mm-hmm. to my inner voice, mm-hmm. then I'm certainly not going to be of any help for other people in my yes. surroundings. Although it looks like it's all an outside in, everything is coming towards me. You can see everything as a threat. You, you, and we have people on the, on, not on the bench, but at home right now. Mm-hmm. And I have to figure something out myself. But instead of starting to to um, to go everywhere with duct tape and try to fix things, <laughs> yeah, just okay. But to start doing things with passion and to to continue to begin and yeah, and, yeah. yeah. I mean you you don't need to be fixed at all. You're already whole and complete as you are, right? Eh? Exactly. I mean, a lot of people think, ah, I need to fix this. Maybe you shouldn't fix it. Maybe just looking at the wrong in the wrong way. I totally agree. Now you're yeah. just mentioning that that the, the, your purpose, your mission of uh, Merlinu yes. is actually by um, enhancing collective consciousness. I know what it is, at least that I have my definition. What is your definition of collective consciousness? Hmm. Consciousness um, uh, from the origin. That means that we, I, I think that to make it accessible, that's, um, Sapiens, uh, the, the, the book, uh, the f- famous book. Um, what I like about the book is the fact that he makes it the distinction between you have the imaginary world, mm-hmm. he calls it the imaginaire order, the imaginary, uh, and then he has the, the absolute. And basically, in the second thing, he refers to nature that is not negotiable. In the first one, you create mental models, if I use the, the terms of NLP, NLP yeah. um, to, to create a belief system that keeps a society together. Okay. Yeah. Once you create something else that becomes bigger, maybe people shift from the one imaginary system to the other. And to me, the collective is merely the fact that you... Um, Go away from the fact that you should be following some kind of collect, uh, societal system, or, yeah. and you you start cultivating your uh, your inner peace, mm-hmm. and and there's like you said, there's you're already whole, so yeah. there is all the potential. Yeah. So the more people start to find uh, this this inner peace mm-hmm. and find that. Um, the bells between outside and inside. Yeah. 
if everybody would do this, and they that the human species is saved. Yeah, exactly. On the long term, I think that's the only. Yeah. That's the only way. Of course, people because they have such a short lifespan don't realize how much power they have to 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 contribute to that. Um, because they think our life is limited, but it's I think the only way. Otherwise, otherwise, just like Corona, you can have all the money in the world, you can have the best doctors, but maybe you can also have Corona and die. So it's up to you. What do you want to do? Collect things, or do you want to really express or manifest the potential which is in you? <laughs> and. I don't think that the um, the Corona thing will has hit us hard enough that a lot of people will change. Will people have changed? Some of them, and some of them are going to go back to the old normal. Hmm. But the, the, Ali, I also you just mentioned nature, uh, laws of nature. I mean, a lot of people think linear, like eh, typical in business. Eh, we have to add ten percent every year. But I think nature is exponential. Look at Corona. If you are not convinced that exponential exists, I mean, in February there was nothing, and in March we're at home. Yes. Now, I mean, you started in 2006 your own company, if I'm correct? Well, it wasn't my company at the time. It was, um, I had three partners. Two of them left a couple of years ago. Uh, the the idea originated from uh, from my partner Ben, and he started with the idea of um, let's let's do business development in a holistic way. From from that period already. Yes. Okay. He didn't really know. That's what he still says. Didn't really know what it meant. <laughs> Certainly, when you get spiritual teachers that say that you have an audacity to say that you're a holistic company, do you really know what that means? It's so multidimensional, the word holistic, that it's maybe it was kind of arrogant back in the days, but um, hey, we're now, in a, we're now exploring. I, mm -hmm. I consider myself a, a pupil. I'm, I'm, I'm discovering so much that I start to know that I know nothing. Yeah, that's it. And then I think that's one of the things that I also experienced the last, I think, three to four years. Back in the day, I used to go out and, and um, do a lot of um, public uh, talk, public speech, and and and, um, and and yeah, use certain models that are out there. But the relativity of all these models <laughs> really got me. At a certain point, I just wanted to go, you know, somewhere in the silence. Mm -hmm. And, 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 and just listen and not talk too much and, and not advising people when it was not necessary or anything, mm -hmm. just, and being in this humility of just giving um, an opinion and not saying that's the, the truth. Yeah. Maybe my opinion is still maybe a little mental, a little but if I'm really connecting to myself, then maybe it has some value for you. Yeah. Well, that's kind of hard if you're in the consultancy business. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's the part of the 
of the company actually. Yeah. Yeah. And if you would go back to now 2020, if you would go back to, uh, to, to 2006, mm. what would you do different? Oh. Or you treat everything as a lesson? I think that we, the, the good part was that we always had this ask it culture and not do it culture. There was a lot of openness to experience it, do it. And if, if you fail, let's rephrase fail. What does that mean? Mm -hmm. It just redoing things until you have, until something good happens. I think what was different back in the days that, uh, business development could, could have been anything. Mm -hmm. And nowadays it's, it's narrowed down to a really a focus. And, and I think having a, a focus as a company okay. has helped, helped me a lot. And that, that means that um, people are not attracted to the what people are attracted to the why and the how mm -hmm. we have a, a beautiful DNA. But if, if there would be people in, in my company who do not like, market research or the development of markets are connecting people. <laughs> yeah. Then you have a misfit. Yeah. And that's something that, yeah, that I'm a little more um, alert to. Yeah. That this is something. Okay. If it doesn't interest you, who am I to judge what you should do, but do what your inner voice tells you. And I'm going to tell you the limitations of what I can do as a company. Back in the days, there were no limits, but that meant there was not really a ship because it went everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. That's an interesting you, you just mentioned. What is the difference between now and then of business development? Because for me, that's such a, that's a term which says everything and nothing and everybody gives its own definition. Exactly. Well, since we, since business development indeed, as a matter of fact, was to be seen totally different and you called it consultancy, people were always lost. I, I found it really um, frustrating that my own parents could not even tell what I was doing. There's a lot of people in my generation have the same problem. Mm -hmm. But I always tell my customers and my, my colleagues, like, if your grandma doesn't understand it, it, it's not simple enough. So make sure it's the pure simplicity. If you start talking about complex things, maybe you don't understand it yourself. So mm -hmm. I think Albert Einstein yes. had a quote about yeah. that also. Yeah. Yeah. True. Uh, well, and I think that we rephrased uh, business development, which mm -hmm. has something really masculine sales driven to market development which has to us has like a yin and yang side. That means you have to know what your market potential is and what is market potential to us. You as a, the founder of your company or as a company not have to know what your deeper longing is and what you want to bring to the world where you can have a certain impact. What value do you bring and how ready is your market to, to, um, to, um, Adapted. Let me tell you, and yeah, exactly. And what you, should you do? Where's the potential for customers for for prospects? But are your are your own people ready for that? Mm -hmm. 
and it's this feminine side is more about slowing down and really seeing what what you should see but slowing down and once you have this deeper insight then there's our masculine part that's what we call activation yeah and that means we can go help you to go get into action that's it's like a, the, it's, it sounds really like you have like a kind of a model where it's like be then do and then have where a lot of people and companies think like do have and then be yes that's 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 a nice one yeah the the, the thing is the um, of course we all want this customer who says hey um bring me uh back to nature for two days mm -hmm. all of our customers do this okay sometimes we get a a question from a sales manager of a of a multinational company who is quarterly driven and then also we have to ask ourselves what what is the greatest value that we could bring this business manager in in this period that could help him have a better insight um maybe touch him in some kind of a human way mm -hmm. and on the other side create a sort of result that fits his needs It maybe bring something else that might have a positive impact on the way he uh, does things. I mean, you know, and and then potential customers come automatically to you. But we 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 have a lot of word to mouth, so we have a lot yeah. of a lot of people we know. I, I to give you an example, I'm I'm really proud of a customer I'm working for right now um that is um that is i have to look for the english words but it's like an atelier protégé and a maatwerk bedrijf beschutewerkplaats help me out i don't know how to translate i don't know but it doesn't matter <laughs> um but this social economy thing mm -hmm. working for a company social economy um they want to go for they 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 have an agreement from the government that they can uh, produce uh, at hand gel. Yes. For, uh, I saw it on your Instagram this evening or today. Yes. That's the company, yeah? Yes. Yes. It's uh, Wave Pharma. And it's uh, the beautiful thing about it is that if you ever get the chance to, to visit this company, you see how, how proud people are to, to be of, of, of uh, importance when they, when they do things the, the way they do things. And then you can help them out and, and then you can see how you can uh, really get into your network. I'm really proud now that I, after all those years, can, can have a reach in my network and see how large it is because I'm actually um, doing them a, a favor, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's it. Yeah. I have honest products. Yeah. It helps social economy, local economy. It's a really honest price. And I don't feel like I'm bothering them. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and it. It, it gives me, last week, last week I had, last Friday I worked from five in the morning to eight in the evening. That doesn't really sound balanced, but I had so much energy because I was actually doing things from flow, you know? Yeah. And and it was beautiful. Mm. So, but isn't that also an extension of your nature, natural growth principles? 
because it's like it's really people know people buy who you are your dna and at the same time yeah it's like you said eh, you're actually giving them a favor not selling would actually be a disservice to them yeah exactly that's that, that's the thing so you can we we can have different ways of trying to reposition what a company wants to sell mm -hmm. and trying to cover up the fact that he's being too opportunistic, for example. Mm -hmm. But there's also a way of inspiring the person in front of you to maybe change his story to something genuine, sell something that really creates value, help him reconsider the value of what he's doing and what he's selling, and then go connect it in a, in a truly uh, genuine way. Mm -hmm. And, 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 and that's, that's, for example, one of the things that why we, we don't want to be behind when it comes to new channels for, for example, digital marketing and all of this. But it serves one purpose, that's magic connection. So if we cannot have a magic connection with someone and I try to hack you to, so you buy something from me, then I'm, I'm not interested, although I might miss something. Yeah. <laughs> in this era, but I'm really out of, uh, I don't want to, I don't want these thousands of companies trying to sell them someone uh, something. I want the right companies yeah. that I can collaborate with. Yeah. And, and maybe that's a, a huge difference also in our own objective of how do we want to grow as a company? I don't care if we're, if we're 20 people or a thousand people, mm -hmm. it, it, it has to be, natural and yeah. maybe it's organic maybe it has to yeah. be smaller maybe it has to be bigger we'll see i'm not going to worry too much about it anymore no it, it has to fit the purpose and the, the like nature is going to adapt uh in the moment itself what you need to fulfill that purpose yes and that's the, the intention there behind it that's the difference because people that's one of my major lessons really underestimate the power of intention intention you have the why of a person correct but an intention that people are setting i mean what's in it for me or how can i serve you you can feel that immediately you feel that when the connection is genuine you feel that immediately when it's pure and then you're in some kind of flow state and then yeah everything is flowing in. and then, then there is this that kind of exchanging energies between two or more people and then it doesn't cost any energy at all or any efforts, I would call it. It's, of course, there's action involved, but yet at the end of the day, you have actually more energy, although you have been working like from five to eight. Um, interesting. Where, where, did, where do you get those ideas? Who, okay, you, you mentioned Dirk, you mentioned Ariana, but where did you pick up this wisdom? Because not a lot of CEOs I know speak like this or think like this or feel like this i think that um the common quest for there should there there must be something more that we can bring uh in in the business from my partner and myself mm -hmm. um helped us to to encounter people on our path i remember the the 
one of the first encounters with, with Walter Torres, for example, mm -hmm. that yeah, he's been in our advisory board for a while. I'm really grateful for that. And, and, and it's, it's because we didn't feel, you know, that, that I think there's a, some a certain humbleness mm -hmm. that, that says like we, we want to, we don't want to be the one teaching others what they should do, but we want to learn from maybe the small group of people that nowadays is becoming a larger group mm -hmm. um, that sharing this has nothing to do with uh, positions or, or status, or it has more something to do with, can you see yourself in the mirror and what yeah. kind of a person am I? And do I want to share this in a vulnerable way with the world? Mm -hmm. I don't know if I'm too, uh, too conceptual right now, but... No, that's... no, no. What I'm going to rephrase it another way, actually, in a question. I mean, okay. what I hear is that um, there is no ego involved. And that this is actually my next question. I mean, you've been very successful. Um, yeah, you're also... Yeah, you're the boss, you're the CEO. How can you stay? What do you do or what do you be to stay humble? Because... Yeah, getting success, I mean, it's going to also getting you a lot of, I wouldn't call it publicity, but people say, hey, Tom, great work and things like that. How do you make sure in order to keep in flow? I mean, ego is some form of, form of resistance, correct? Mm -hmm. So how do you make sure that you stay in this kind of flow? Because once you go into the trap of fear in these days, yeah, you, you go out of flow. How do you make sure you go into flow and you stay yeah, humble? Well, I think that one of the first things is that, and, and that's what Uli Brandt taught us, is that uh, and I, I really experienced this, that, for example, ego is not necessarily, um, is not necessarily the, the enemy. Mm -hmm. it's, sometimes it's, it's a protection mechanism. Yes want to take care for us so it's not necessarily a bad thing that you push away you should nourish it sometimes yes. and, uh, often really but knowing that knowing when when uh, did he calls it who's at the throne is it your core virtue that is yeah. at the throne yeah or is it the ministers yeah or the ego and the personality yeah. are the ministers yeah um internal affairs and external affairs so if you let your ego rule as if it were your core virtue, yeah. then you're not true to yourself. And embracing that core virtue, to me, that is purity. Um, to me, there's uh, a beauty behind every mask I see, although sometimes it's hard because the egos are fighting with each other. Mm -hmm. But I, um, I think the willingness to see others' people essence is the basis for a dialogue mm -hmm. correct so one of the things that i i i always do and it, to me that's a natural thing is to to try to listen and experience what is behind this other person's uh, mask even though maybe the first uh, 20 minutes he's talking to me and it's just like fuzzy uh <laughs> But that's maybe the, once I get this touch, then I get this magic connection. Mm -hmm. When there's this connection, I feel like I go into a flow. Yeah. When I'm not in a flow, 
that's when I feel this person is saying something that is so far away from my core virtue that I I'm really stay on my throne so I don't get my ego to try to, uh, or my personality to start um, pleasing. The discussion. Yes, so I need to, I need to make sure that I, I um, yes, that I know my limits, that I know where to say stop. Do, do, do you mentally prepare yourself when you go into a meeting? No, no. When I mentalize things, I, I go nuts because then I forget what I wanted to say. No, that's not what I mean. I mean, um, do you, do you, I don't know, I would say meditate or something um, to make sure you're grounded, to, to, to have that connection, to come into flow? Yes, I do some, uh, in the morning I do some Qigong um, uh, exercises. It brings like a certain movement. Um, this movement is based on some natural symbols and, and, he actually helped me to ground a lot and then mm-hmm. that I get away from my thinking in my head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I just to give it before the, the session, you asked me, would you prefer Dutch or English? And I told you that uh, when, when there was a launch of the new name, Merlunum, mm-hmm. the company that I, I had to talk for a, a lot of, you know, there was a lot of people in the room. There was hundreds of people. And, um, I insisted to, 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 to be talking English and, and, um, and afterwards someone who really knows me for a long time says, um, you actually cut the bullshit because in, in Dutch, you, you, you go around things and try to think, cover things up to make sure yeah. it's harmonious, but then it's not clear enough. Yeah. And English doesn't, it, it limits you in a way that you have less vocabulary. Mm-hmm. But you say the things that you want to say for the essence. Yes. <laughs> Interesting. Now, if you, why the change of the name from Velocitas to Berluno? Is there some kind of um, meaning behind this? Uh, yes, there's a, first of all, that was a, a great job by our partner Shoko. It's a communication company. Um, they helped us to uh, a sound meditation to make uh, strange noises to actually come up with the inspiration of a, a new name. Mm-hmm. That was when Merluno was born. But there's some um, uh, there's some words behind the the, um, the name. So, mer is like la mer. Mm-hmm. See, it's flow, it's water. Mm-hmm. Uno is unity, the okay. oneness, the wholeness. Luno is the moon, is the feminine energy. And Merlin is the crazy wizard. Yeah. And the magic connection, that's the metaphor of our name, is the fact that the magic is not the magic you see in Disney movies, but it's the magic of wondering about the little things and being as uh, to, to wake up your inner child and look at things and to wonder, mm-hmm. to really... Um, meet people in a way it was meant to be yeah. instead of instead of um, going with an idea of someone and, and judge or them or have an assumption exactly if you yeah. would go if you would go you're now 40 plus <laughs> I am yeah <laughs> I'm not 
<laughs> I'm 38. <laughs> oh, sorry. That's okay. 30 plus. <laughs> this thing I'm going to cut out. <laughs> if you go if you if you're going back in time with a DeLorean and you're standing you're 18 and the Tom of now is meeting the Tom when he is he was 18 and that Tom is standing in front of a university or high school or whatever you studied what are the three things that you would advise him to your younger self okay um, don't start running around um, um, trying to prove something to someone that doesn't exist um, um, I'd say to um, to see your body as your temple since if there is something divine maybe the universe maybe nature if we were granted a body that means someone or something decided you, we have a reason to live we're not a ghost we're embodied into a, a body mm -hmm. that makes you a spiritual being that means that if you do not honor your body and to me that's my medical record that i build up in those several years then you're actually destroying something beautiful that's another advice i would give myself um and the third one thing would be is like um, try to listen or go into stillness and try to listen. And 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 if you get too many advisors, you you get indecisive. So you get indecisive. You you're not gonna be able to decide because you have too okay. much. Yeah 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 yeah. But in, in the stillness comes a certain clarity how many people go into stillness a lot of people don't don't like it because it's too confronting or something i've been surrounded with a lot of noise during my uh first decades let's say <laughs> and th 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 does that mean that you had to let go of people hmm. knowing myself letting go of people would not be like a heart no 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 or something it would really something be something like um i'm gonna w walk away in silence so until it disappears yeah but on the other hand a lot of people that haven't been in my life for 20 years have come back since a couple yeah. of years and i'm talking about more than five people to me that's a lot people i haven't seen in more than 20 years who are really like there was something deeply rooted back then mm -hmm. and it all came back. And, and now it seems like uh, I have this small inner circle that I really cherish. I know, I really know a lot of people. I, I can see now I can see what the reach of my network is, but my inner circle, that's special. That's really special. Now, um, are there any role models that you that, that you admire or inspire you? Huh. Role models. 
quite wrong mm -hmm. elf persons, eh? I mean. Back in the days, of course, and now is the series on Netflix about Michael Jordan. Yeah, of course, as a basketball player. Yeah. That guy was like, like Peter Loridon called it. Uh, we can see the series now as if God was writing his Bible for any basketball player or most of the basketball players. That would be a, an argument. Back in the days, that was a, a serious, uh, um, a serious example to me. Then again, when I came back from college basketball, my dad sat down with me and told me like, okay, Tom, so we all know you're not Michael Jordan. So what are you going to do with your life? <laughs> it was back to normal. Um, another person who has been there all my life, really all my life, it's out of the ordinary. And one of her albums is called No Ordinary Love. Oh, Shade or Sade. Shade. Yeah. Fantastic music, fantastic singer. Fantastic. Yeah. I love it. Yes. Every time I put this music on and there's a colleague in my car, they think, they, they, they were like, Yo, what is this kind of sexual music you put well, it's, on? But it's, it's the best of the 80s. Yes. To me, Especially uh, the live versions. They're tremendously great. Yeah. yeah. Big fan. Big fan. Yeah, sure they are. And, uh, oh. and uh, business slash esoteric spiritual. Hmm. All right. I'd have to think about that. I think. I think there's been a, you know, there's been one person really close to me in my life that's been an inspiration for a long time. He's actually a university professor. And it touched me in a way that he, um, he always knew there was more. So his entire world was built on books. So he read about everything until he, until he noticed, and it's not been a long time, that he, um, that he actually knows he doesn't know a lot. So the best thing he can do is to be a servant, to pass experience and knowledge to other people. Mm -hmm but not to be like 98% of the professors he, he knows. And uh, that's also a really uh, um, an inspiration to me. Okay. And then I have to think, I think there are several examples of, of people who inspired me. If you say role models, I could have prepared myself for that. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I like it from the gut, from the heart. I mean, Although I don't like the prepared stuff. Now, yeah. um, within 10 years, who is Tom Decker? <laughs> then you're um, 40 plus. <laughs> then I'm 40 plus, yes. <laughs> um, first of all, um, uh, a, a father that has enabled his daughter to be... Um, to be a free person and to, to, um, to not feel um, cut in convictions that would have this person fighting for her entire life to try to prove something that is not her battle or something. Um, that's really important to me. That's why I have a, a 14 months year old daughter right now 
um, that with what I'm doing with what I call matchmaking, con connecting people, um, it's like the baseline of Nokia in the 90s. Um, that connecting people comes from a true place, a true, the, 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 from the essence that I hopefully I contribute to people that are doubting other people, that true connection that I can bring back uh, people in their relationships. I'm not responsible for that, but I know I can have a big contribution. And instead of polarizing and dualizing thing, which, which is happening enough, I think, is to bring people back together and to make them look or maybe wonder a little bit what is the essence of the other person. Maybe I can look behind the mask yeah. and get the true value of someone. And look at, that, look, at the, look at the potential of the other person. The potential, yes. Yes, yeah. The potential in a way, it's already there. So yes. if we call, that's what, when we, when we say development, we also say like developing is not adding layers. It's actually peeling until you get to the, the pure essence. So that, that, that yeah. And um, last question, but it's still a crazy dream for you to do or to be, and it has to be crazy, yeah? Like uh, playing in a movie or, I don't know, um, playing with uh, the Harlem Globetrotters, that's what they called, because I, I also played basketball when I was very young, but not at such a, at such a level as you, because uh, then I discovered the guitar. But what is a crazy dream for you, Tom? Well, a crazy one, eh? A crazy dream. Oh. Moving to New Zealand. I must say, I don't... I don't have these materialistic longings or something, so I think it would... It would, I think it would be merely something about n not being uh, dependent anymore of um, um, being totally independent. And, and independent, I mean... Um, Non-attached? Non-attached and, and in the meanwhile, connected. Like being this pure person, my dream would be to to find my purity, which which is my core ver virtue, that I that I can connect to everyone in such a pure way that I don't feel like I have to prove something anymore or take responsibility for other people's decisions. Mm -hmm. And being totally free, actually, I think maybe maybe that's the the thing, the the feeling of freedom. And I'm not talking about a financial freedom of that's uh, that's that's interesting. But the, the day that I um, so it's really, that, it's really about the I amness. Yes. Yes. I see myself on a on a on a long journey and, and, and experiencing the, the freedom that all is good, we are one, that's, to me, that's the ultimate thing. It's a nice one, man. It's a nice one. 
Is there anything you want to share that we did not touch or talked about? Oh. I maybe share that um, that this period is, is sometimes destabilizing myself, so the, the corona thing. And that um, when asked for, for example, an opinion or a chat, that the only thing um, I can do is trying to be as pure as I can be, but to also um, testify that I do not manage every day to, to, um, to feel stable. There's a lot of times that I, the last couple of weeks that I woke up with a sore back. <laughs> so, and then I had a meditation and then I felt better. And, but I'm, 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 I'm on the road. I'm really on the road. So I think that's the, what, what I want to share is that I, the only knowledge that I can share is the purity that I can bring from my, who I am. No. And I don't want to be the person viewed as that guy's an opinion leader or something. Yeah. I don't care. <laughs> or whatever. Do you? Yes, I get it. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, uh, how do you say it? It's, um, I think, I think it's the opposite of being an opinion leader it's really being yeah, non-attached in some kind of form and i mean you're not trying to be perfect fitting in some kind of model which society is asking you to be but it is what it is and you stay pure to yourself and you know that you don't know and exactly. you are walking the path and you're discovering the path as you're as you're walking in it and the same because you see yourself as a whole person you can connect with that other person um in in who you are and who they are and therefore in that connection and sometimes this means that um yeah that other person their expectancy yeah i wouldn't say will not met but um it's going to be pure but it's not going to be perfect exactly Tom, I want to thank you. I'm very grateful for this very special conversation. Thank you for having me. <laughs> and I wish you and your loved ones a good health and all the best on your path. And see you next time. It's mutual, Peter. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.